of all the ways that God could have come. He came in the form of a baby. I think of all the ways that an infinite, incredible, creative God could have sent His Son to the world. And there are many ways that we could imagine or think that the Savior of the world could have come. Different time, at a different age, different development. God chose to come in the form of a baby. He chose to come through the womb and arms of a mother. Touched by the feminine and the wonder of the female. A great design. This morning I want us to think for a little bit about how marvelous the design of a female is. Motherhood, we know, was touched, created by God and is an incredible gift to the abundance of life, the variety, the beauty, the wonder. Motherhood is to be cherished. Femaleness is to be cherished. It's to be honored. It's to be celebrated. Life is such a miracle in so many ways. And as we give thanks later in the service to our ladies, and we celebrate the unique way that they were made, I'd like to ask you today to think about the marvel of why God sent Jesus in the form of a baby. We are here celebrating God's design today. Mother's Day is another time, and there are other times, and any time is a great way to celebrate the creation of the feminine and the masculine. Today we're going to focus on the feminine, and Lord willing, sometime over the next six weeks, we're going to also take a week and focus on the wonder of being masculine, and what a gift of God that is. In the very first chapter of the very first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, we read this powerful and incredible truth. It's a masterpiece. Not only a masterpiece of description, but it's a masterpiece of its creativity in the heart and the mind of God. When He said in the first chapter of the Bible, so God created mankind in His own image, In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. The image of God is comprised of both the masculine and the feminine. Somehow when God created Adam and He put him in the garden and and He was there for a time, I don't know how long, but He realized how alone Adam was and how he needed a helper. He needed something to help complete who he was in his design in the image of God. And in the somehow mystery of how all that happened, God created Eve, male and female. The first thing I notice about this verse is the three times that we see the word created. 
Three times we're reminded here that God created male and female in His image. So God created in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. What is God emphasizing and saying three times here? Male and female, He created Him. The truth is the creation of male and female was important to the mind and creativity of God in the creation. What God wanted to express is beautiful and was beautiful. He wanted to express somehow His being. When we wrestle with what it means to be in the image of God, there's different parts of that or elements that come to mind. One is the eternal soul, and I'll mention and talk about that in a couple of minutes. But another is the male and female. When God wanted to create mankind in His image, He created man and woman. He created both, meaning that expressing the personality of the Godhead and the nature of the Godhead included qualities of both feminine and masculine, male and female, both unique, both separate, both purposed, enjoyed, fulfilling God's beautiful plan of creation. Outside of God's plan for male and female brings confusion. It brings pain. Enough pain in our world that describes the mess that we have around us morally. And it's just a reminder to me with all the pain and confusion how important it is also that we remember that God is the judge. God is the one that created every being and holds them in His hands. The confusion and pain and deception that is out there about male and female has overwhelmed our country in the last five years. The brokenness that has resulted from it will continue. The brokenness of not understanding and and hearing God's plan and God's heart about male and female is, is creating more and more pain continually around us. Whatever you want to call it, Gender confusion, some people call it, is not from God. The confusion about male and female is not godly. It's not something that God wants or intends for our lives, for anyone who would be a disciple of Jesus. But it does come from someone. It does come from the one who wants to destroy body and soul. And so, that one who will destroy will try to confuse us about everything that God declares and says. Male and female is one of them. Gender confusion leads to a deeper disconnect from truth and from the authority and from the the hand of God and away from the goodness of God and the love of God and the expression of, of the wonder of life. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly and have it to the full. And confusion about our sexuality and about our sexes just creates more depression and hopelessness in the hearts of people. Physically and physiology, physiology, you know what I'm trying to say, physiologically and hormonally, and emotionally, and in other ways. We were created male and female, and there's a purpose for that. And what God has created is beautiful and good. In fact, He said when He got to day six, so God created mankind in His own image. In His image of God, He created them male and female. God blessed them. 
God bless the creation. How precious and special it is. Those broken by the lies of this area need to be loved and met in their brokenness with God's grace and salvation. There are some mountains that exist out there in the lives of people. In the words of our evangelist last week, I really appreciated the sermon he preached on the mountains. There are mountains in my life that I'm praying about. There are people in my past, in my life, that seem like such a mountain because of what they believe and where. And I'm praying, oh God, can you just take my faith and the faith of others, and God, will you move that mountain and break into the hearts of people who are so deceived? And so I'm praying for that. There is no place when we... When we see people who believe things that we know are are from the enemy, there's no place for ridicule, there's no place for cruelty, there's no place for making fun of them, there's no place for being insincere, there's no place for avoiding them and not looking them in the eye and living out the faith. And I want to say also how important it is for us to remember who believe so strongly and feel so strongly that... Uh, God wants us to love people, every person out there, no matter what they believe. Jesus died for every person. No matter how strange or different their beliefs seem to us and how out there they seem, God calls us to be the salt and the light to a world that's broken and hurting. And in the whole area of sexuality and areas that I'm not talking about today, God calls us to be a light and the love of Jesus, and the truth that we live and love, and we speak the truth in love. We pray for, we have compassion for people that are broken, and we speak the truth in love, male and female. I want to read from Genesis chapter 2. Listen to this word, to these words. So the man gave names to all the livestock and the birds of the sky and all the wild animals, But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. He took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib. He had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. These are the words that were also quoted mostly by Jesus in Mark chapter 10. I won't take time to read that again, but Mark chapter 10, you think these words are in the the second chapter of the Bible, but these are the words that Jesus quoted when He talked about divorce and the preciousness of life and marriage and man and woman. And and, uh, Jesus quoted these words. He quoted from this chapter, male and female, Genesis chapter 1, reminding us of how important this is to God, how He made us, how He created us. And so if you have time and you want to read from Mark chapter 10 later, but I'm going to go past reading that, and I want to say to you basically three things that come from this passage in Genesis chapter 2 that speak to me. Number one is every soul comes from the creative power of God. Every soul comes from the creative power of God. Your soul today was created by God. He knows who you are and He made you. 
His creative power somehow envisioned you as you are. You as you were in the womb. You as you were as a baby. You as a child. You as a teenager. You as a young adult. You as an old person. God created you by His infinite design and power. It's God who created the living soul of every person. Different from the animal world. Unique from every other creature is a soul that God made in His image. I said before that one of the ways that God created us as image, it seems from that passage, is male and female. Another way is God created us with a living soul. A soul that would live forever. A soul that would be existent with God's Spirit forever. That's what it means to be in the image of God. That you'll live forever. You'll never die spiritually. The soul that God made will never ever die. And God's going to recreate the body, he says. Genetics is an incredible, incredible miracle of life. When I think about genetics and studied a little bit in school and and in college about genetics, and that was a long time ago, but I just marveled at the amazing complexity and depth And it just more and more and far more than I've even ever tried to see the pictures of and read. But you just imagine how complex you are in the eyes of man trying to understand it. And all the chromosomes and the genes and the proteins and the DNA and the RNA. And I'm sure things uh, far beyond anything I could even try to think or imagine or describe, do you realize how complex you are? you realize that the design of you is so unbelievably complex? And it's because God created you. And He made you. The complexity and variety of the human race should cry out for the existence of an infinitely creative God. Your soul your mind, everything that you are is a miracle of God's creativity. I just think about how different male and female are. I think, for example, of the human brain of a man and a woman. We kind of joke and laugh sometimes about this, but let me just tell you if you haven't, oops, if you haven't discovered that yet, I keep hitting a button up here, I don't mean to. I'm getting used to it. Um, Male and female and the, and the brain. You guys, if you don't know yet, men and women think different. Anybody aware of that? I mean, think about that. You all know what I'm talking about. I really don't understand sometimes the way Debbie thinks. And I can promise you she does not understand the way I think sometimes, a lot of times. Because we're different. We're made different. Our emotions are different. Our feelings are different. Our securities are different. We're physically different. God has created male and female in such a beautiful way that we are to complement and come together and how precious that is. And we should remember that, that that we are in the image of God that way. Your soul and your personality and your uniqueness was a design of God and created that way. Not only were you made in the image of God, 
but you are known today by God too. Not just that God allowed the genetic process and whatever He did to bring about you when you were born and and you came into the world, but God knew that ahead of time. He did that ahead of time. And ever since then, He knows you. It's not like it was a mystery when it all came out and you were born. Oh, you look, you got brown hair, you got blue eyes, you got whatever. God knew what you were going to be, and He knows what you were when you were born. He knew what you would be like a toddler. He knew what you would be like as a young child. All along the way, an infinite, amazing God knew you. Go on to that next one, would you please? He knew who you were. He knew what you would be like, and you are known by God. So I want to say to you today, you are known by God. You exist because of God's intentionality. You are here today because God intentionally wanted you to be here. You are able to be at this church this morning or listening from somewhere because God somewhere, somehow back then knew that and allowed that in your life. And so understand that every day that you have is a day that God is giving you. God gives you, He knows who you are, He knows what you need, He knows the circumstances of your life, and every day is a gift from God because you're known by God. You are incredibly important to God. Not only are you in His image and you are known by God, but you are important to God. Every one of you today, I would like you to be able to put your name in there and say, I am important to God. Well, maybe I will ask you to do it. Would you put your name in there and repeat after me? Wayne is important to God. Can you do that? Real loud. We're practicing for a few minutes later, okay? Go ahead. Wayne is important to God. Mm. I guess I'm going to have to come out and call on you individually because that wasn't very powerful. All right, can we try it again? Wayne is important to God. Oh, that is true. That is true. You are important to God. This talk today about the image of God in male and female, I really wanted to aim especially at our young ladies. Um, You can define young any way you want to. Would you go on to that next slide, please? Go on to the next one there, following that. I want to say to you ladies... That every one of you are special to God the way you're made, the way you're designed. Ladies, you're unique. You are beautiful. You are designed by God in His creativity. And your feminine qualities, whatever you want to call that, or female qualities of your physical nature and your emotional makeup are all precious to God. And you are important to Him. God has allowed there to be such variety also within male and female and within masculine and feminine. But God's allowed in this place a variety of of qualities in both men and ladies. But I want to say to you ladies today that I want you to know that your femaleness is a great gift from God. I don't know if you've ever thought about that before. God made you unique and precious and special. I was at a, spoke at a ladies, no, a, a uh, 
father's daughter's banquet here a few months ago. And uh, I took uh, Wendy with me, and it was great. And I went around the room, and I asked every father to tell their daughter what was precious about them. And it was amazing what happened. I could just see it over the faces of those girls and teenagers. I don't think that they were used to thinking about how precious they are. I think that sometimes the world throws out a picture of what what it takes to be a woman. What makes a woman beautiful. And so many times those distorted views out there really make it hard for young ladies to understand how the gift that God created in them and how God created them and made them. I want to say to you ladies and girls out there today that you're absolutely beautiful. And God made you that way. And in making you that way, I want to remind you how important it is that you value and cherish that. You cherish the gift that God has given you. And realize that the way that you're made in your uniqueness is so important to God and to others. To cherish it and to glorify God in the midst of how you're made and how you're designed. And realize that God wants to use that for great things. He wants to use it as part of His beautiful creativity of life. And the beautiful creation that He has made As we celebrate motherhood today, we also celebrate the the beautiful picture of what it means to be female in the eyes of God and the wonder that we have. We also celebrate motherhood and its incredible miracle of carrying a baby and the birth of a child. I'm thinking today of that incredible part of and nature of being a female and how much we are thankful today. Motherhood is an incredible blessing. Proverbs chapter 31. This morning we're going to close with this verse and give give you an opportunity to express thankfulness and the joy and the preciousness of ladies in your life. Proverbs chapter 31 says, Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. I want to give you an opportunity this morning to express, certainly for our mothers, a thankful quality, something that you're thankful for, but I also would like to invite you to bless the ladies in your life, some that are around you, some that are somewhere else. And today, I want to ask you if you would do what Proverbs 31 says. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her bring works, her praise at the city gate. Maybe for a mother, maybe for a grandmother, maybe for a daughter, maybe for a sister, maybe for a grandma. So I want to invite you to do that now. Who would be willing to go first? Velma. Uh, My mom is in heaven with Jesus, but I'm one of eight children And even though there were eight of us, not one of us ever felt that we were loved more than the other. 
she had a unique way of letting us all know that we were precious and she loved us the same. Thank you, Velma. All right, who's next? Do it quickly. I'm also thankful for my heritage that I was given, how blessed I am um, that my mother taught me how to love and how she prayed for us. And uh, as we celebrated her uh, 17 years the other day, I came to think of how she, Ashley makes me, as she gives me an identity. She, I'm complete. It was part of God's amazing plan how father, father, mother, and children together brings in a safety for a, for a, uh, a, for a society, a pure society, and how important that is to God. So uh, I want to encourage our children. We should be praying for our families that they understand how sacred marriage is and how pure that is to God's plan. Thank you, Tim. Okay. Hurry up. Put your hand up so I... I'm thankful for a mom and a wife whose greatest desire was to see their children know God and follow Him. To me, that is the most important thing of all. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. I just want to thank the Lord for my mom. Mom, if you're listening. From home, thank you. Thank you for all your prayers. Thank you for all your love. And I love you very much. Thank you. I saw something in back here. My mother was a member of this church, and her name was Ida Lar. And uh, she was a great mother. Um, she really cared for me uh, through Bible school by bringing me goodies <laughs> all the time. And we had many good experiences at home, and she knew how to discipline us and uh, keep us straight. And uh, I just love the thought of her and look forward to seeing her someday. Mm. Amen. Thank you. Young or old? Okay. I shared in Sunday school this morning, uh, my mother was one of the calmest women that I ever knew. She raised five children, was a pastor's wife, was a nurse, entertained evangelists, entertained missionaries, and our parsonages were never very large. So when she was entertaining, we kids had to move to other bedrooms so that we would allow the guests to have their own space. Most importantly was my Christian heritage. I praise God for my mother. Thank you. I'm thankful for my parents. I'm thankful for my mother. And just, she knows everything. And I joked, I was telling Sarah, I said, I don't need Google. I have my mom. So I just call and I say, Mom, how do I get staying out? How do I do this? And she always has an answer. And so I'm just thankful for my parents and for my parents' friends. I have a lot of extra moms. Mm. And I'm just thankful for all the godly women that God put in my life. I don't know how many times Seth and I quote Louise or Ginny or, you know, several people that have influenced our lives and things that we say. 
So I'm just thankful for the godly parents and godly friends of parents. Thank you. You know, I didn't say much about that, but the spiritual mothering that's so important to the body of Christ, the influence. Anybody else? My mother, too, raised eight children. And I want to say my mom was committed to us. Many times my mom did without so that we could have. And I'm blessed to have that same kind of a wife, a wife that's committed to me. Amen. Thank you. Kayla. Um, I'm just thankful for my mom. Um, hasn't been an easy road, but... And we have our issues, but I've never doubted that she was there and through a lot of troubles, she's been there and I know she's always there to go to if I need something. So um, I'm thankful for having a mother who's just there for me. Amen. Thank you. I was thankful enough to have a strong mother that raised us by herself uh, through many hardships. And I'm extremely fortunate to have a woman like Irene to be with me and to give me support in all things. I'm just thankful for all the endless love and teaching of my mom, grandma, and all the women in my life. Yes, I certainly was thankful for my mom, but uh, I'd also like to acknowledge the love of my wife. I, I, she's a wonderful woman, as many of you know. And I just, uh, I'm so thankful that God sent her to me. And she chose to spend the last 55 years with me. I, I just thank him and praise him. And I just love her. That's great. Thank you, Neil. Thank you. I don't want anybody to walk away and miss an opportunity. Anybody else want to do that today? Amen. Could you pin that down there, please? I just want to say that I'm very thankful for my mom. The other day I was having a bad day at work and all I was like, what to do is call my mom because she makes me feel better. And after I talked to her, she She's always there, no matter what. I can confide in her for everything. Thank you. And I love you. <laughs> and I'll second that because I call her almost every day and talk to her. And I don't know. I don't feel complete if I don't talk to you almost every day. <laughs> and I love you, and you put up a lot with me sometimes. <laughs> Minor things. 
<laughs> I'll say minor. <laughs> but I love you too. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to thank my mom for telling me that she loves me every day. Wow. That's precious. It's still early. You know that. It's not even 2 o'clock yet. Ron, would you hand that down to Mike, please? Hmm. I am grateful for having a Christian mom. Her influence influenced my dad. He later became saved. And I'm grateful for second chances. Um, God really blessed me with an awesome second wife, a brave wife, (laughs) to marry a man who has three children. So... Not only is she brave, but she's full of wisdom, and she has really helped me and guided me and guided Alexis and Tyler and David. So I thank God. You know, preachers don't want to pressure people, but they want them to have opportunities to. That's how I feel about it. All right, I see Don Beaver back there. Well, it's like this. My wife is my wife isn't having and she was the best wife I ever. She was the best woman ever. Loving, giving and I've been told that she put up with me, she had to be a loving wife. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I just wanted to say, I loved her, and she loved me, and we were together for 61 years, and uh, I definitely miss her. And I thank God for helping us be together. It was through him that we had all we had, because... We had rough times in our life, but her and I and God worked everything out. God worked it out and had it come to the way it was supposed to be. And I thank God for everything he does for me now. And I thank you for this opportunity. I want to thank you all, all you mothers. All you mothers are great women. And God has made you that way. And I thank you, Lord, for everything that you do for us. Thank you, Don. Are you trying to say that she was your better half? Okay, I thought so. Thank you. Anybody else? What's that? Oh, you do too. Just they won't be able to hear you on. They won't be able to hear you online if you don't use it. Yeah. 
I wonder if we could open that up for anybody online that wanted to speak. I want to thank all the women in my life, my mom, my mother-in-law, all of you. But more than anything today, I want to thank God for the privilege that he has given me to be a mother. He has blessed my life with amazing children. And I just want to thank him from the bottom of my heart for the special plan that he had for my life. And now he made me a mother. That's great, great, Katrina. Thank you. Thank you. Dan, I don't know if this is possible. Maybe it's not. Are we able to turn on and unmute the people through there? Could they speak to us if they wanted to, or would that not work? Okay. Sure, it's not the most planned situation. All right. You ladies and gentlemen that are on the phone, um, I I think you can hear me. Uh, Dan's going to unmute you. I don't know what will happen if any of you talk. But uh, I'm going to give opportunity, and I'm going to ask Gene Ettinger if you would just say something so we can see whether we can hear you or not. She's talking, but it's not coming through. Okay. All right. Hey, anyway, those of you that are out there, God bless you. Ladies, mothers, we bless you today. And as you express... Thanksgiving in your heart. May you be blessed for all those that are on YouTube and Facebook and with us today. All right. Anybody else? It's not even three o'clock yet. All right. Would you stand with me today? And let's in closing today read this verse together. And wherever you're at today, if God can help you to have that deep within and express that for ladies in your life, Uh, invite you to do that. Would you read this with me? Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Thank you for being here today. Happy Mother's Day and God bless.